0: Welcome to episode 319 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a front-end developer who loves working with web technologies and creating things for users to interact with. He has a particular passion for UX, accessibility, and self-development. He is also the author of Level Up Your Career Today, Developer Edition, as well as a blogger and a speaker. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast
1: jack Domnio, hi phil thank you for having me i'm really excited about this
0: oh you're you're very welcome i'm glad you could could come on so jack i I really want to get a bit of an understanding of your own career um and how you you became if you like a front-end developer and why that is is what you enjoy doing
1: yeah sure so uh i actually fell into being a front-end dev um You know, I never really knew the difference between front-end and back-end and all the different types of developers that there could be, uh, because it's not really something they taught me um, in school. Um, So my kind of career uh, is a short one so far. I've only been in it for three years, Um, but I started off going into an apprenticeship uh, straight um, after school, um, because I felt like, like I learned better whilst I'm on the job uh, rather than sitting in a classroom learning something and taking um, exams Uh, but that's not something that I particularly was great at Um, and I took um, any uh, software apprenticeship I could because I didn't really know the differences between them I didn't know what I wanted to do so I just took the first one that came to me Um, and then it kind of happened from there really Um, the Guy who trained me um, at that job, he had a passion for front end, uh, which uh, kind of um, embedded onto me. And I started getting a passion for front end. Uh, And um, ever since then, since I've uh, been between the three jobs I've had now since then, uh, I've just had more and more uh, passion. And obviously, my skills have increased uh, doing front end dev. uh, And I've never really looked back.
0: Good. So that's good to hear. I mean, it's always nice to hear when somebody actually finds that when they when they get into IT, it's something they actually really engage with and really enjoy. Did you try many other things beforehand, or was this really the first thing you've tried?
1: Uh, it kind of was the, the first thing I tried. Really, um, at school, uh, you know, they'll try and do all these career workshops for you and find out you know what might be best for you. Uh, yeah, I wanted to go down a physics route uh, because physics is a topic that I really love however I didn't do particularly well in my physics exams Um, and being a scientist wasn't really something that I looked to um, but a subject that I was doing in school uh, was the computer science uh, subject I did Uh, and I didn't really enjoy the theory side uh, but you're not really supposed to say that uh, i really enjoyed <laughs> i really enjoyed the <laughs> actual coding side of it um so yeah i i just found that really interesting and uh that's the only f- thing that i tried really i mean i did try working in retail but i was in retail part-time uh it paid okay at the time it, it was a really really fun job to do um at the time because the the shop i worked at they had taught us that a uh, the customer is never right. And uh, I lived by that statement. Uh, but uh, fortunately, I left retail to go and work in um, IT, which I think was a good move. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting approach, isn't it? <laughs> the customer is never right. Um, I think you're probably better off now, given the uh, obviously what's happened over the last 18 months with COVID and sort of the whole dynamic around sales and, and the high street i think you're probably probably in a, in a safer career if you like uh in tech now anyway yeah good okay jack can you maybe share with us a career tip i know this might be difficult but one that you think the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be
1: yes yeah, so uh something that i've noticed over the years uh it's something that i feel like i do quite well um and um, others who may ask for advice from me, uh, you know, I tend that I tend to see that this lacks. Um, so a cliche phrase to say is you have to do lots of projects in your spare time, or you have to have projects to show for what you can do. My advice is to have a variety of what you can do. So if you know React, for example, don't necessarily do five React um applications, uh, because moving forward in your career. You've just shown that you can do the same thing five times. My tip would be to have a variety in there. So, uh, if we take my uh, variety for example, is uh I'd do some view um, applications. I've done a view component library. I've made some websites in Nuxt. Uh, I've done some TSS art. Uh, I blog. You know, and I do lots of different variety of things. And I think that this better shows a broader range of the things that
0: that i can do it does i think you're absolutely right that that's a really good point as well so yes if you do sort of present the same things again and again it does it does actually present you if you like as as a almost like a one-trick pony i suppose is the phrase um as you said what you need to do is provide some variation to show and, and demonstrate the skills that you possess so yeah great exactly yeah okay um jack can you share with us your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience
1: so yeah i've only been in my career for three years so i, I was really trying to think about what uh what my worst career moment would be uh, but i think it would have to be when i was made redundant from my apprenticeship uh, so i took my apprenticeship and it was supposed to be a 13 month apprenticeship. Um, but after six months, uh, not just me was me redundant, but the entire company was, uh, simply because uh, the company we worked for they uh, went bankrupt. Um, but that that really took a hit to me because I was only nineteen years old at the time, and I thought, oh no, you know I've just took an an apprenticeship and six months in I've lost. My job, I'm not being paid no more. I don't know how long it'll take me to find find a new job. I don't know whether I've got to uh, complete the apprenticeship again. And all these questions were flying through my mind at the time, and it was a very stressful time f- for me. Uh, but uh, fortunately, after about two days, uh, I managed to find um, interviews and I was offered a job. So uh, so all that stress came for nothing.
0: Yes. Well, it's good to know that you you managed to, uh, um, presumably that the job offers followed and you you were back in work quite quickly.
1: Yes. So uh, there was two paths that I could take. Uh, One is, well, actually three paths. Uh, I could either find a company that was willing to resume my apprenticeship, uh, find a company who would restart my apprenticeship, or what I could do is apply for a junior developer role which is one step up from my apprenticeship. And that's the advice that I got from the people I work with. Uh, So I was applying for these uh, junior developer roles. uh, And I guess uh, the companies who offered me a job, so I got two offers at the time, uh, they felt like I was worth hiring. Uh, So I felt like that was a really good step.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Okay, good. And, And in terms of career highlight, do you have one that you could share with us?
1: I do. Uh, so strangely enough, uh, my career highlight is being made redundant from my apprenticeship. <laughs> right. Uh, so again, that's my worst and best moment in my career. Uh, so I've told you about the worst bits. The reason why is it's the best bits in my career is because in my apprenticeship, I felt comfortable. I loved the job. I loved the company. Um, at the time, it was a an airline and I was based next to and um, airport and I love um, airplanes so I could just watch the planes and fly in um, and out each day and you know I got to work on the airlines website and stuff and on the software and it was a comfortable job for me yeah. but throughout the entire company so not just for my apprenticeship like the pay wasn't particularly great uh, but I didn't care about that at the time I was comfortable being there But I feel like being made redundant from my apprenticeship gave me that nudge I needed to go and get the junior's role that I got afterwards, uh, which was actually twice the pay uh, for for my apprenticeship. And since then, you know, it's just encouraged me to kind of keep going. Uh, So, yeah, I would definitely say that that's my highlight.
0: Good. Excellent. (laughs) Right. Okay. Um, Jack, can you share with us your views and thoughts about the future of the industry and careers in it do you think it's a there's a positive outlook
1: yes yeah, so uh you know th- there's the things that uh that um, everyone says you know that's um, it is i'm always in it's it's a very in demand job you know software is the future you know you've got people like i'm um, elon musk who uh, are building these companies and they're hiring you know as many uh tech people as they can to try and Build the future for them and I think it's very exciting to see. Uh, I do think there is a downside to that though. Uh, so as tech advances and as the demand increases, so does uh, the harmful side to tech. Uh, you know, we can build these uh, uh, these cars that can drive themselves and they build them successfully but what's really difficult to do is actually prevent them from being hacked like that's the harmful side of tech that I see is a there are more and more people that are learning how to to use tech in in a harmful way um so I see positives and negatives about the future but I feel like we have the right people in place to maybe handle those situations or even drive this this world forward um uh, to prevent those issues from happening and if those harmful, if that harmful tech does end up ruining the future and uh, the world goes, goes into an the apocalypse, then uh, I feel like the people who work in IT, we, we've got the necessary problem-solving skills that we would need to survive. So we, we can solve everyday problems without using tech yeah that's a good
0: point actually. Um, but but just taking back the the point about the fact that the tech can obviously be used for yeah positive things and also there's there's potential for harm or damage or all sorts of potentials that that may be not quite <laughs> quite as um, positive should we say um, but there's always that balance isn't it and I think that technology in general even if you think about information technology and, and tech, even before that, technology, could be used for good and bad. Way back when, so I don't think it's specifically new, but I think it is higher risk because it is so distributed. I think potentially the harm is broad, is could could be broader and the impact could be greater as a result of that.
1: Yeah, I think as time goes on, we uh, encounter new problems uh, that then needs solving. So, uh, yeah.
0: Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? I am. So what first attracted you to a career in IT?
1: So I've always kind of considered myself as good with computers And anyway. You know, at the age of like 10, you know, I'd always get like my parents or my grandparents uh, asking me for advice, you know, how do you make this uh, this font larger? How do you do this and that? Uh, and then like as I got older I started seeing the software that maybe I used in school so a popular software I used in school was like paint.net and I saw it and I thought wow I would love to like add my own button I want to add my own feature to a software like this uh and that's essentially that's what attracted me is uh is I wanted to do something uh on a piece of software that a user could um, interact with. Yeah.
0: Good. Okay. And what is the best career advice you've ever received?
1: So I received this from someone that I used to work with, uh, because when I created a PR in the code, when I wanted to merge my code in, Uh, the best advice I received is you are not your code. So... The, the code you write doesn't reflect you um, as a person. So don't take the advice personally. You know, don't take the comments personally. And the people shouldn't treat it as if, you know, the way you've written the, the code directly represents you. So that's definitely some really great advice.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it can be difficult, can't it? Because obviously you produce something personally. Um, it's your output. And if, obviously criticism can be difficult at times. But you're right. Yeah you should you should try to take it constructively and in a positive manner as well yeah and what is the worst career advice you've ever received
1: so i'm really passionate about uh, front end and maybe if we went back about 20 years front end didn't really exist you were a uh, you worked in software and that was it you did front end and back end but now i feel like there is a split and there's a need for front end and back end uh, devs so I wanted to leave my last job for uh, certain reasons and someone pulled me aside and said you're only a front-end dev, you're not a very marketable um, person and they said you should uh, you should learn more back-end and be a full stack uh, to make me a more marketable dev. Now whilst that may make me a more marketable dev, I feel like it is a, neg- a negligible impact because me being uh, the skilled front-end dev that I think I was at the, th- the time I felt like I had what it took to join a new company as a front-end dev uh, so even though the, the advice was given to me and it was very sincere I didn't take it as very good advice.
0: Yeah, I think the advice in that instance, it may not have been appropriate for you. Yeah. It may be for somebody else, but obviously your passion, as we mentioned in the introduction, is very much about the front end and the UI and the, and the UX and, and so forth. So yes, I can see why that, that career didn't resonate particularly well.
1: Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, if you were to begin your career again in today's world, I know it hasn't been that long, but would you do anything different?
1: I don't think I'd change a lot, really. I I feel like I've made some really good (laughs) decisions. But I think one thing that I would change is people who probably knew me in school uh, would probably know me as not a particularly great person. You know, I was quite an annoying child. Um, So one thing I'd change is because I started my career so young, I started at eighteen. Um, I didn't really fully mature until I turned about twenty-one, and I'm twenty-one now. Uh, So I would have liked to maybe force myself to try and mature earlier on, uh, because I have had my history in my career where I have annoyed certain people just due to my childish behavior. So that's probably the only thing I'd change.
0: Right. Okay. Fine. That's through experience, though. I mean, we can't necessarily control our own maturity. So uh, it's recognizing, I suppose, and and making the changes is the key. And and what career objectives are you currently focusing on?
1: Maybe a couple of years ago now, uh, something that I really wanted to do is I wanted to do things on the side to my full-time job. So in my full-time job, you know, I write code, I write software, and it's very much what I get asked to do. Uh, But I always wanted to do something on the side that made um, an impact. So whether this was uh, writing my own um, open source code, which um, I have done, um, or whether it's uh, going on to podcasts or shows, uh, which I'm proud to say that I have have, um, also done, uh, or whether it's writing blogs or speaking or writing a book, I always wanted to do things on the side and then where I wanted that to lead hopefully is I could start to generate a steady income at the side of my full-time job uh, from things that I was doing myself and that's probably one of my big kind of like long-term objectives that I'm still working towards now.
0: Yeah. That's good. I think yes I think um, sort of multiple streams of income um particularly in the tech field. I mean, you see a lot of people obviously doing that and you obviously, I'm sure you follow a lot of people um, similarly on Twitter and you know, maybe Instagram and, and LinkedIn and so forth. So yeah, I think that's a good objective to have. Yeah. And what's the number one non-technical skill that's helped you in your career so far?
1: So despite me having a stutter, it's probably my communication skills. So I'm very confident, uh, you know, when you have a meeting at work, you can definitely tell the ones who are confident and the ones who don't really want to be there. Uh, I think it I think it's because I'm naturally an extrovert, uh, but I feel like I know what I'm doing or I know what I want to achieve. I know what I want to do. And that's that's definitely helped me in my career.
0: Yeah, that's good. I mean, that sort of self-confidence and and obviously you if you're quite outgoing that can help because obviously you can project yourself quite well and your presence can be felt so that that's good but, but some people obviously will find that quite a challenge but yeah sure. it's good to hear that that's a that's a positive trait for you and and what do you do in your own career to keep yourself energized
1: so i feel like working as a dev uh It's very important to stay up to date with what's new, not necessarily learn what's new, but, you know, at least be aware of what new things are out there. Uh, So if ever the situation came up when you needed to use something, you already have that awareness. And I feel like the best place for me to get that awareness is probably Twitter or LinkedIn, because you can follow a lot of people who either do this uh, full time, you know, the full time uh they create content full-time uh and you can follow these people and you can just have a feed of things that are very interesting and things that are new and even if you read like a 280 character tweet you you can learn so much in that one tweet I feel like it's it's a very good way to stay up to date and that's definitely helped me in my full-time job as well
0: Good okay, and what do you do in your spare time away from technology?
1: Away from tech, so like uh, excluding um, Xbox and stuff, uh, I like to. Yeah.
0: Indeed, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: uh, I'm, I'm actually a I'm an ice hockey fan. Uh, so here in the UK, we have a smallish um, ice hockey league, uh, and I like to go and support my local team to go and watch games. And um, if I can, uh, I like to travel out to places. Uh, I don't like going places near uh, near my hometown because I've been to those places a lot. So at the weekends, I tend to drive out like far across the country and see where where me and my girlfriend can go and what things we can do. So that's something that I really like.
0: Good, excellent. Yeah, it's good to have a nice balance and be able to. I mean, particularly in this country as well. So there's plenty to do, definitely. And Jack, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice?
1: Yeah, so it's a, a bit of a controversial one, but it's something that I've seen a lot in the past, and uh, it's also something that I've seen uh, with students as well. Uh, and it's they tend to make excuses for things, and I'm guilty of this um, as well. You know, like I'll say, "Oh, I can't be a speaker because I have a stutter," you know. I'd already told myself before I'd even tried something that I can't do something. So I've made up an excuse, uh, right there. And my parting advice is no one is going to lower the bar for you. No one's going to step aside and give you their job or give you stuff for free. You know, things are tough, but they're not impossible to do, you know? So I feel like that's probably the best advice I've got is if you want something, you you can get it. You just need to put the work in. And that's not to say people don't put the work in because I see a lot of people who put the work in and it pays off. I see some people who put the work in and it doesn't necessarily pay off. Uh, but to me, I feel like that's life. And to get the most, the most I'm out of life is to go towards uh, things that you want and strive towards. Uh, things you want to achieve
0: yeah uh, i see what you mean so yes if, if there's a goal and you're really you have a a real passion or desire then there should be nothing that that will stop you actually trying if nothing else exactly yeah yeah and jack how can we find out more about you and connect with you
1: uh well you can listen to this podcast but presuming you've already got this far so yeah <laughs> you <laughs> yes. already know a lot about me uh, you can go to my website uh, at jackdominio.dev uh, or you can follow me on twitter or linkedin uh, i'm the only jack Domino that exists in the entire world Uh so it won't be hard to find me
0: jack thank you so much for joining me on the podcast it's been great chatting with you yes thank you for having me hi phil here again well i hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest you can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com e and the number of the episode you've been listening to if you haven't already subscribed to the show please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every monday thanks for listening and have a great week Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit
1: itcareerenergizer.com.